It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Absolutely. I, I do. Th- I think part of the reason, I mean, the Guardians put, are a put-the-ball-in-play team. They are. They're not a home-run-hitting team. So, has, if you put the ball in play and they, you can't shift as much, it should help you. Has that, been, has that style been yeah. successful? We talk about it in football all the time. Is it a run or is it a pass? Can you win with defense? I, Can you win playing I, baseball I games, hitting the contact? No, has I, it I, ever I, happened? I, I well, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the answer. In the modern game, no. No. They, they absolutely can't win a World Series with the lack of power that they show. I think winning the World Series without with the well, little power they have is now like winning without well, a great well, how do you get This is how, how do you, it could happen. This but is it's, ground. It's unlikely. First of all, this is groundbreaking what you're saying yeah. because we talk about this all the time. Like, what's the ceiling? How can you win? I've never heard you. It's much, much harder. I don't. I, I don't agree. I don't agree with Jay a lot that you couldn't possibly do it. It hasn't happened in a, in a few years. It no. used to happen all the time. So, so how, so how was, are you going to acquire power? Well, they tried to. Unless you unless you give up some of your pieces. Well, they did. I mean, they, they signed a player that's got good no, power. No, no, It could yeah. have great power. And here's the other thing. And Zanino. Zanino's coming in. Has much more power Much more power in healthy. the catcher's position. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, and this is a rub-off factor, but getting a bat to put behind Jose Ramirez You've now strengthened one and a half positions in the lineup because you have somebody behind him that is going to put fear into pitch. They're not going to want to just pitch around Ramirez. Right. They're going to have to throw Ramirez more strikes. Yeah. And they're going to have to give him better looking pitches. And so he's probably, I, I would like to and see And they him need some other guys. More, I mean, Oscar, they're, ho- they're hoping that Oscar Gonzalez is a 30 home run guy. They are. That's what they're hoping, yeah. you know. And then some of these other guys, you hope. The, the Guardians, with their current, they don't have to be a top five team right. in home runs. They can't. It's impossible. No, but they won't. They got to get close to the middle of the pack, probably. And bull, here's why. So, if you look at the playoff series they won last year, it was against another team that also didn't hit home runs. Right. The Rays are in the Guardians' image. They're they're, they're a very similar team to what the Guardians right. are. But in the end, then they ran into the Yankees. And what are the Yankees known for? You talked about it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you can hold them down for seven innings, but that three-run home oh, run is coming. coming. But you know what? That series was an even match until the last game. It was, and but so, in the end, what was the difference? It, the three-run home run. And then had you won, you would have to play the Astros. And guess what? The Yankees couldn't match up with the Astros' power. Yeah. So well, they could power-wise. In the but series, the rest they the didn't. Team. In the but, series, they didn't, though. I, yeah, I mean, I. I think it's very, it's much harder to win now without having a lot of home runs. I got you. It's harder. So, I don't think it's impossible. Even if your pitching is mediocre. So what is the magic number here that you think that takes us over the top and wins wise? What do you think that number is? I think we can win 90 again. I do. Um, I think I think I think 90 will win the division. Yeah. Um, I do think that that number. I actually is, think high 80s will win a division. I well, it 80, could be because they're not going to rack up so many cheap wins against Kansas yeah. City and Detroit. Right. Th- that that was a huge benefit to the Guardians. I mean, you're last losing year. 12 to 14 games against those two awful teams. Yeah, and that's you know Ooh. if if, if you you know win Ooh. eight of yeah. those 12. Ooh. Now some of the games you're making Ooh. up are against bad teams too because you're gonna the the additional games are coming from. The National, national League. you're now playing every National League right. team. So right. there are some bad teams in the National League also. But the Royals and Tigers are particularly bad. Yeah. And, the, and the Guardians have consistently had their number in recent years. So to, to your question ultimately about the home run and can you win a World Series uh, without being a home run hitting yeah, team? Hitting the, hitting the contest. So, the ball to play. yeah, last year um, – well, this is this is wrong. I don't know why. This the, is. the the only thing I'd say, Jay, is there most of the, the teams that don't hit home runs are not good. So I don't know that we have enough of a sample well, size in recent years. Here's the teams that were at the top of the home run hitting list last year: mm-hmm. Yankees, number one. Yeah. Playoffs. Now they play in a park that allows them to hit a lot of home runs. It's a hitter's park for sure. Yeah. Uh, number two, Atlanta. Right. Playoffs. Playoff team. Number three, Milwaukee. Okay. No they weren't very good. They're an outlier. Yeah. Number four, Houston. Number five, the Dodgers. Mm. Yep. Number six, 
the Phillies. You're yep. seeing a trend here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. now let me take you down to the bottom of that list. Okay. Detroit. Garbage. Cleveland, an outlier, outlier. But they do something that you mentioned that no other team does. They put the ball in play more than every other team in baseball. Right. They don't strike out. Washington, bottom of the list. Oakland, bottom. bottom. Kansas City, bottom. Tampa Bay, again, another outlier, but built very much like the Guardians are. Miami, Colorado. So you see the trend. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah. um, and by the way, Colorado is a great hitter's park, so that's even more embarrassing. They, you're right. right. They but, have that few home runs. But I would say that I do think it's hard to win the way the, the Guardians are doing it. However, what I would say is that the Guardians and Rays are the only good teams that don't have pa- big, that big-time power. You're right. And that's been the case for a while. They're built the same and way. And so we don't have enough data yet to know if you can win that way. Yeah. It I, hasn't happened yet. No. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. Right. And, and also, to, but I don't think it can. Think about Usually it just, it's just bad team. Like those other teams, they don't have for power and they don't hit, period. Right. They're just bad all the way around. Right. Don't you have to factor factor in that the Rays and the, and the Guardians have an unproportionate amount of great pitching? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Their bullpens in the front, their rotations I mean, are awesome, so that keeps yeah, them in. Yeah, they the both Guardians? had great bullpens. Yeah, but the Guardians' rotation is not great. They've got Shane Bieber's a top 10 pitcher. Yeah. Okay. Tristan McKenzie was excellent last year, but he's only done it for one year. The rest of their rotation is average or below. Oh, well, I'm talking about yeah. the, over the sample size of five to seven years. Oh, well, sure. But yeah. the Guardians, but they had more power. When they were in 16, 17, 18, they had a lot more power. They did. They, they had now. much more power. McNuggets has yeah. something. It's just we got to get to top five. Oh, power is a main element of this top five because yeah. today we are ranking the five best first basemen in Major League Baseball. That position power. is down right now. I think it is too. <laughs> you look at some I'll of the guys say, six through ten. Compared like to where like, it was 10, oh my God. 10, 15 years ago, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. there were some great first basemen. There yeah. are some good ones still, but I do think the depth is not what it used no. to be, to Bull's point. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. I do. So, so I, I have my five. I think most of these will be similar. Maybe the order a little different, but I'm curious to what you guys think. Yeah. And we're going to start with what I thought was the hardest pick was picking number five. Five was tough. I, it was tough. I yeah. went with Matt Olson. That was my guy. That's who I have. Over you know, Jose Abreu. Was, that was the debate mm. for me, him and Jose yeah, Abreu. I have Jose yep. Abreu below him. He's I, not my top five. I think the other guy you could have – maybe I'm a little biased, but even though he's, I, he's on a team I hate now, but uh, Anthony Rizzo. I, I thought hard about Rizzo because yeah. Rizzo's power numbers last year. It's clutch. He is so clutch. At, at, he speaking destroys from a Guardian standpoint. Yeah, he destroys us. He, Judge didn't fear me at all. At all. He didn't fear me because I know what he does in those right. moments. Right. Rizzo scared the hell out of me. Right. Every at-bat, I had the feeling he was going deep. And he's a leader, and he's a great defensive player. Yeah. Not as great as he used to be, but still. I had him six, but I thought I, I, I considered putting him ahead of Olsen. I would put him at six, too, and yeah. I struggled on that, but I settled. It's funny that we all have Matt Olsen yeah. at number five. Shout right. out to uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley's brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? Who knew? Who knew? Hey, we're going to put a pause in this. Pause. <laughs> put a pause. <laughs> Hey, Anthony, you want to talk in the mic while I do a mic check on Mr. Oakley? Anthony, go. you take this mic. I'm oh, okay, so else. Charles is on. Uh, text it all over town. Anthony, now. What's that? We're going to bring Charles on. We'll have to, we, that's all right. We can talk here for Bam, a Yeah, boys. We, we can talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Brad's got a funny look on his face. <laughs> I sit out a number of texts of people. I like, find him. <laughs> so you had you had to put out like a reconnaissance team. Yeah. To get all right, very good. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget they just Michael Jordan just let Dennis Rodman just go to Vegas. For yeah, two go ahead, weeks. man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> what kind of power what kind of sorcery but, is but that? Yeah, when he was gone too long, they let me go to Vegas. Yeah, time, to come, to, come back. Back. time to come back. Now now who in the league at the time has that level of Nobody. Power? Hey, guys, maybe in the league. Speaking ever. of nobody else in the league with certain qualities when this dude played 
There was no one in the NBA that had the same qualities as Mr. Charles Oakley, who we finally got. Hey! C.O. He looks like a heavenly angel. C.O. Backlit with white. What's up, dude? Did K.E. find you? Did Kevin find you? No, man. I was waiting. I'm in Toronto right now. Oh, that where you are? showtime yesterday. But I just just text K.E. He was trying to look for you for me. I was like, where's C.O. at? No, nah, I've been waiting. Uh, next thing I know, was like my guy called me like, "Oh, you missed the call." I like, I've been waiting, so I'm here. I'm, I'm sorry, good, I'm man. Late. I'm oh, glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you with us, man. Here, if you yeah. don't know, Charles Oakley is the arguably, arguably the best high school basketball player to come out of Cleveland, right? No, no, him, no him, Clark, him, him, him and Clark Kellogg. Oh no, oh no, no, Charles, uh, no, Char- Charles, Charles you know, praise, I, I, I call a spade a spade. Like this, this he's been, he been like that since we was kids. Yeah, right. And you know, Oak, you know what I always get asked about? What? That game when we played at Hay. You remember what happened? Oh, before? Warrensville? Yeah, when we played at Hay, the guy that came out the stands. Oh, well, it happened a lot of John. Hey, you know. <laughs> got, <laughs> what happened, So, so me and Charles, Boy, tip, 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 we get ready to tip it up. And so Charles and okay. I are at John Hay. And suddenly, suddenly, some guy runs out the stands with a gun. Oh, my God. What? He runs, like, between me and Oak. The police are chasing him out the thing. What? And then, hold on. Charles and I step back. Yeah. They let the guy get out of here. Two minutes later, they said, y'all ready to tip? <laughs> I, I leaned over to Oak. I told Oak, I said, oh, that's how y'all do it down here. All right, let's go. <laughs> this is, this is, you know, uh, Charles, this just goes to show you what type of, what type of area y'all came up in. When I grew up, we used to always watch it. And at the time, I'm about 41, so... I caught you right when you was playing for for the Knicks. And when you talk about the Knicks era, I was just like, they got 75 power forwards. They got <laughs> X-Men. They got Charles Oakley. Mason. Mason. They got, Mason, you know, Charles, Charles Smith. Yeah, so when you play. And, Don't mention Charles Smith, the Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, you're right. You're right. He missed three or four bunnies. But I digress. <laughs> when you look he at got that. Fouled. <laughs> he did get fouled. Yeah. When you look at that era, um, and kind of explain the difference between then and now. Like, what's the biggest thing the game has changed? Um, and why is it that so many of the veterans is like, listen, man, if I was playing right now, I'd be making $75 million and I'd be getting 30 points a game. What is the biggest yeah. difference between now and then, in your opinion? I think when we came out, we was ready to play. These guys coming out now is not ready. So you're waiting for opportunities, these guys. You still have to pay them. But we didn't get paid. Even though we was ready to play him, come in the game, Brad, you know, I came in a year pro Brad. Brad come in. I was there. It was three power forwards. We had to work for our job. They didn't oh, yeah. give us job. And I think that uh, the way the game had changed, you got that stretch four and five. I mean, basketball is basketball. You still got to put in the hoop. You got, you got guys taking more shots, but the field goal percentage is a lot lower when we play. So it's a lot of difference. But you, when you see these young guys, they don't want to hear about the older days. But when we came in the game, we had to hear it, had to play through it. So it's a lot more easier to play now. Um, everybody said, well, we could have played back then. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. It's easy to play now. All you have to do is run them down the court. Hey, Charles, tell, tell them and this. You're going to sir. get shots now. Back when me and Brad plays, you get opportunities, maybe five or six shots a game. And these guys now getting 10, 12 shots. They can go over eight and still keep shooting. When we were over three or four. We had to find something else to do in the game. You ain't lying. Chuck, tell them this though. What's up with these dudes taking the days off? What is that about, Charles? Hey, that's the new. That's the new thing now. You can pay a guy fifty million dollars. He played when he want to play. And I think why Brooklyn didn't trade Kyrie to the Lakers because. When LeBron went to, they, they played Brooklyn and the Knicks. He didn't play the Brooklyn game, but he played the next day with the Knicks. So I think the owner of the whole is a grudge. That's why they sent him to uh, Dallas instead of the, to the Lakers. Because, you know, the owner in Brooklyn, he's something special. He do a lot of things. And um, it's just it's just a low manager. I don't get it. I mean, you I healthy play. They ain't talking about the size that, well, guys shouldn't play with so many games, so many back-to-backs, but... I don't know. Hey, they, the owners ain't mad. I can't be mad. So it is what it is. They're going to try to lock them out. But how can you lock out a lead that 90, 90% of the guys? Hey, hey, Charles, Brad says all the time Steph Curry could not play when you guys played. Not to that level. Or not, okay. Uh, what, it was definitely been a different game. 
um, move around, this and that. He would have to run through the paint. So guys, you couldn't run freely through the paint back then. They're going to bump you. They're going to stop you. Charles, and, tell them about what happened to you. Uh -huh. Tell them what would happen to you cutting through there if you get going. Oh, you're going to get bumped. You're going <laughs> to definitely get bumped. Maybe twice. Not Now, he run through freely. I see it all the time. But my thing is, the most important thing when you got a score like that, the guy who will pass to the shooter, the big guys don't stunt no more. So he automatically, if the, the guy trailing Curry, the big guy, whoever checking the guy who passed for the stunt in for him, give him time to catch up with him. But they don't do that. You see, defense is so lazy now. That's why these guys can excel for a score now. You know, Charles, one thing that as I, I find fascinating um, in, in taking a look at your career and even post-career, you are uh, have a passion for cooking, right? You you are yeah. phenomenal on the sticks, man. When did you get yeah, into cooking, that. and what what got you into that? And what yeah, do you I think your like favorite it. thing, your favorite dish to cook? Well, what got me into cooking? Like when you playing in the NBA, when we played, we had to get our own bags, <laughs> have to do this, carry them to the bus, you know, wake up call. We had to get up, be grown man, get up on our. They ain't call us. We wake up. You had to either come to the bus, come on time, or miss a bus. So you get a lot of principles. So my thing with on the road was we eat so much food, and I'm real picky. So I learned. I said, let me learn how to cook. So when we come home from on the road, I don't have to go out and eat. I just cook and be home and relax. So all that just picked up over my years in the league. But my cook, my you know my grandparents, my mom, they great cooks. So all that come in play with that, and I just learned how to cook the basic meals first, and then you work your way up. Charles, Charles been cooking like that for a long time. Remember the big uh, spaghetti pot you were cooking in Chicago? Invite everybody over for oh, spaghetti. Yeah. Hey, Charles, you, 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 you're not gonna remember this. We was in Charlotte because we was traveling commercial. So he and I go to get some breakfast in, in Charlotte Airport, and he asked for. Oh, yeah. Tell him how you like your bacon, Charles. How you like your bacon? Wet. Look like me. Well done. <laughs> and, and so they brought him some bacon that was some chewy bacon, chewy bacon that day. He uh -oh. went off. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> he couldn't tell the dude about the waiter. But I said, didn't I ask you for some well done bacon? I was like, this is like 8 in the morning. I was like, oh, Lord, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Hey, one thing about me, the guys don't, they, they like to go out with me, but when it comes to food, they don't like to be in a restaurant when I order. Because mine is, I have a presentation when I order. I tell them exactly what I want, but not, I'm sending it back. I'm like 90% sending meals back my whole career. Oh, that's it's hilarious. Just like guys that, hey, Charles, yeah, I'm um, real picky. The fact that you uh, didn't play for the Cavaliers out of college. Um, what, what was that whole experience like for you, being drafted by the Cavs, then dealt to the Bulls? What was that like? Uh, well, they had called in advance, said it's going to be a, a pick trade. So I didn't get my hopes up high. It, my thing is, it might have been a good thing not going back to Cleveland, because when I was in Cleveland growing up, it was, it was a lot going on. And a lot of my friends in and out of jails, and you never know, I could have got caught up. But um, it all worked out. Um, I just, my man, Jay Krauts, going oh, yeah. so down south at a Division II Virginia Union to draft a guy like me. I give him a lot of prouts. A lot of people just throw him on the bus. So I just came out with a book about seven months ago, and I, and I praised Jerry Krauts in the book about a lot of things. And I think the guys keep throwing him on the bus about in the Bulls organization. But I tell everybody, Jerry Krauts' name is check. It's Jerry Reinsdorf. When mm -hmm. Scotty didn't get a new contract for MJ, it wasn't Jerry Krauss. Every owner, every big corporation can have a scapegoat, and that was Jerry Krause in Chicago. Wow. Yeah, Interesting. What's your favorite story playing with Michael Jordan and your favorite story playing against Michael Jordan? Uh, wow, it's a lot of stories. But I just try to say, <laughs> I remember my rookie year, uh, he took me to the All-Star game, and, you know, we was in Dallas, and that's the year Spud Will was dunk contest and you know we were just regular two guys getting out of the pri you know wasn't private you know most other all-star was private so after that year he went private every time but anyway we get the baggage <laughs> plane we had baggage plane getting our own bags wow and um one thing this guy was like that's michael jordan and you know i wasn't nobody i was just a rookie so i'm you know so we we, we had we getting both our bags and it's just like you know checking the hotel it's like we checking in now, if you get to the league now, none of the guys check in for themselves. They got their assistant or somebody else bringing yeah, the yeah. keys. It's just so. Yeah. But my thing with with that happened, the whole All Star, he never left the room in three or four days. He didn't go nowhere. I went out. He just yeah. stayed in the room. And 
you know, I think that playing with him showed me a lot of things about learning, you know, lesson, how to be, treat people, how to how yeah, to dance yourself in the, within the game. Uh, my story is not great, but I can tell you a lot of good things came out of, you know, playing with him and playing in Chicago. And then Brad came, and he showed you that we was we were, we were a real close-knit team because we did mm-hmm. a lot. Even though he was Michael Jordan, we go in and shot a video together. We would hang out hotel hotel rooms, fighting one another. We were all real close. We didn't know where we was going. We just trying to you know make the team and last in the league. Hey Charles, hey Charles. You know what I was telling him about the last week. Tell him about the tell about on the plane we fly a commercial, the major league and the minor league. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talking about when the rooks had the best in the best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the tunk games, major what? league and minor league. Oh yeah, the tunk games. Well, you know, we always Sedale three, Pete Myers. Uh, we had a Mike Brown. We had a bunch of fun guys. You know, when I first got there, we had some guys who wasn't, you know, wasn't really following the rules too much. And Michael Jordan talked about it in a little in that last dance and got a lot of people <laughs> upset about because he said it was a lot of drugs around. And it was. It, you know, no, you can't sweep it down the rug. It was a lot of drugs around. Yeah. That's when you, you get twelve guys to shoot around when games started. You only got eight. So we <laughs> yeah. four guys. When four guys didn't make Listen. it, you know what they was doing? <laughs> it was crazy. We went through a lot my rookie year, and the, the, to get out of that safe and alive. And it, I mean, I knock on wood because I I was brought up around drugs a lot, so I know that I, if I ain't used about time I got to the lead, I wasn't gonna use because it, it was around me since like sixth or seventh grade. By the way, I remember. Remember, I was telling the story. How I was the security guard, like the school security guard, yeah, for Knicks rookie camp because you guys, when you were with the Knicks, Charles, you practiced at SUNY Purchase, right? SUNY Purchase, yes. I was a freshman at SUNY Purchase in 1989. I went there for one year. I got kicked out of school after one year. I was, I was not meant for that school. But I, I got to be like the security guard, like the fake security until all you guys came with Patrick and everybody with the real <laughs> security. But I remember shooting around at rookie camp with Brian Quinette and Greg Butler. They let me shoot around with them yeah. once because I was guarding the gym for just those two guys. And that, I was telling the story because it rem- it showed you how great NBA players were that guys like Quinette and Butler who were last, you know, end of the bench guys who didn't play in the league that long, they were knocking down threes in practice and they were hitting everything. Well, you have to be able to do something to be on the team and get drafted. Uh, <laughs> I mean, something for, the, you know, you when you do your report, you got to have something that, like, okay, you know every team needs 12 guys. We know that. But can these guys in practice make another guy better by working hard, not just being on the team, just I'm um, getting a check. And that's what you get in today's game. They just put guys on the bench now and can't play dead. I probably can go still make a team. I really got in shape and tried. They can, but they I can mean, play dead at a funeral. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Charles. Well, Butler, Butler and Garnett, they, you know, two white guys. Butler was could post up so he can, you know, be, a, you know, in practice so he competition because he was 6'10". And Garnett was more of a wing. So they had, they worked it hard and – like I said, he played five or six years in the league, but yeah. soon the first was something special because when he had to go to practice, it was so simple, so easy. Yeah. I know Patrick, you know, he, you know, Patrick, we just had fun. It wasn't long, but we just had fun. We, we, we played in the league, even though we didn't win a championship, myself and Brad there, but the team was coming with Mike. You know, what we could do night in and night out. If you go by and get the great players, how the Magic, Micah, Kobe, LeBron, all the guys carried this stuff for a long period of time in the league, and you can see that all them guys won rings. Yeah. Now, the Patrick, Barker, the Carl Malone, why did they win a ring? Because they couldn't carry guys on their back. They, they couldn't make other guys better. Everybody out there's name guys better in their own way. And that's the most important thing to leave. Can you have your best player can carry a team and win a championship? And you know, that's what the game is all about, winning the championship. Hey, let me, Charles, let me ask you a question. You know, I know that you, you've yep. had your issue with the Knicks. How are you standing with the Knicks these days? Well, I'm still outside. You know, they beat me twice. And we had a question. Matter of fact, we got a... Uh, open argument on April the nineteenth gonna be a big decision. Okay, uh, it's just bad the way that happened. How That's just happened. awful. 
That's and awful. Don't disrespect. If you look at it, it's still going on. This, this man just turned back his mother and daughter from the radio music city hall from a, a play his da- her daughter was going to. He found he had a face recognition. So the lady who, who came to bring her daughter to the show worked for a law firm. So it, in the law firm who told him, no matter if you the what position, what role you play in that company. If you work for this company, he had a face, then you cannot come in none of his, you know, business like the no, Beacon, Madison Square Garden. I mean, you can't. This lady is just a lady working to make a living, have nothing to do. She's maybe a clerk or either a front office person. He hold everybody hostage. Like you know, it's really, it's really messed up for the league. My thing is. Because what he's doing is making the league look really bad. So, Charles, tell me this, because you and I had this conversation, uh, and I'm walking people back through this. Remember I called you right. after the thing jumped off? And you said, I said, what happened, C.O. in the garden? He said, you said, as soon as you got in the door, they basically surrounded and costed you. As soon as you came in the garden, yep. right? Yeah, I came. I walked down about 30 flights of steps, sitting in my seat. I, I, I just left a meeting with four guys. I was four other guys. And um, sit there. Saw Wayne grab the lady come ask me what I want. I said I want a, a coke and some popcorn. Four or five minutes later, after that, I was in there probably like at most eight to ten minutes. Next thing I know, he come eight guys. I'm like, what's going on? They said, well, you got to leave. I said, leave for what? And they just did after that. They started grabbing on me, and one thing led to another. He tried to say I hollered at him. I didn't even come nowhere in contact with him. I didn't know he was there until Wayne Gretzky came and spoke to me. See, I mean, see, not Wayne Gretzky, John McEnroe. It, yeah, it's it's McEnroe. just a sad situation. Because he then you turn around what he did to Spike Lee, then he, what he did to Patrick, he's he's a control freak. So my thing is, he's just doing too much over the top. It's disrespect. People spending their own money to come in there. Ain't like they. I had bought them tickets that night. He didn't give me. They didn't give me them tickets. So I don't know what's going on. He's just he's just a lot. He just he's a. I don't know. He just like a lot of attention. He's a control guy. And this stuff been going on. Not just the owner in Phoenix been doing wrong. This man has been doing the same thing for years and years. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah. You ruined the franchise. Charles, has. what I want to do, I want to do, I can't, I can't believe that. Bad job out of us. You know, we didn't we done talked about all uh-huh. this stuff. We didn't even get to, to the real deal. I need to do some name association. I'm going to throw a name out at you, and you give me the first thing that comes up. Okay. You ready? Uh, let's go with uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, man. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good. I like that. Uh, Charles Barkley. Um, I, I mean, I ain't got nothing to say good about Charles, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. I, mean, right. I don't know because my thing is he mad because why he always said why I talk about him. I said, Charles, you talk about the younger kids now. When you played, you're talking because somebody went in your mouth. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I he's taking advantage of the situation on TNT. Okay, he's taking advantage. I like that. Uh, Alonzo Mourning. Uh, I mean, I I say he's a he's a, he's, a, he's a workaholic. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to be PC. Scotty Pippen. Uh, underrated. Okay. Ooh. Uh, that's a, that's a nice one. Uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, what the world look for? A pretty, a great smile in the in a, in a Hall of Fame. Last but not least, Jeff McGinnis. Jeff McGinnis. He should know who. He should know who to pick his fight. He should have <laughs> <a> Mayweather. <laughs> Wait, we gotta have. We gotta ask Brad Sellers. What? What? Uh, or Brad? One of Cleveland's great. I mean, Brad set the bar. No, seven footer, probably only seven footer. Made you know, seven footer went to you know he went to two big ten, two big ten schools, and you know ended up in the draft top ten pick. We forgot one though. Hold up, Brad. We forgot. What about uh, Xavier McDaniel? Take the video. The X. Oh, we got the video. Oh yeah, X. Watch this. Yeah, this was this was good. Underside power forward. (laughs) Hey, Oak. So they showing the video. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Remember, that scr- remember that scrap? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, man. And, and both of them friends of mine, right? And I was like, I'll come in here in the end. I'm trying to separate. I said, when I got in there, <laughs> they was throwing haymakers in this thing. I was like, it was just body shots. I was like, oh, like, and the referee didn't want to break it up. Didn't nobody want to touch them. 
And then afterwards, Charles yeah. comes. Charles comes after the game. He's waiting. We going out to eat. And Charles, I get. In the, we going to the restaurant. Charles telling me, "Tell your boy X, I'm gonna get him." <laughs> and then I get on the plane the next day, and X like, "Tell your boy Oak, I'm gonna get him." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I said, "What is wrong with today?" Charles? There'd be a pay per view. <laughs> hey, you know we end up match. playing. Hey, we end up playing two years in New York together. Yeah, yeah I know, right? We played in New York together. I was like, I seen X Men. Hey, hey. I just kill him in practice every day because you know our practice they know how to bounce. I just run his ass over. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you, you 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 know you play you only you only went hard. Tell, I missed those fights. Mike, missed before those you get to the last question, fights. Charles, tell him this: How hard was those practice? How hard did we go? Oh, we went real hard. But I, I, I we went hard in we went hard in uh, Chicago, but in New York we went harder. It was another tier. <laughs> Pat Riley, hey, that's why a lot of guys. Kind of mad at Pat Riley, but my thing is, I say when you're in shape, you ready to go to war. So a lot of guys just, I mean, they they used to a certain way, but Pat Riley, he gonna ride you. He don't, he he not gonna let you get away with something. If, if it ain't right, they gonna make you do it over, over, over. Cause we used to tape for shoot around. Oh, did I ain't too many teams tape for shoot around. Tape for shoot around. Huh? You getting your ankles too? Yes. What? What? Yes. <laughs> Crazy. If we lose, we lose a game. We should, you know, win. We're going to have tape, and we got back-to-back. We ain't going to have that day. We're going to practice the next day. And oh, yeah, we went to war. And, and if y'all don't know, they love Charles Oakley in New York and oh, Chicago. No, oh, and man. Chicago. Well, I was in my 20s when Charles Oakley was playing yeah. in New York, and that everybody loved that team. Yeah, that was a great team. <laughs> Wait, I Charles, mean, before we let you go, tell us about your foundation real quick and what uh, what good things you guys yeah. are doing. Yeah, the Oakley Foundation and the Oakley Foundation. Uh, first year or last year, I'm glad we on the air. So last year was my first year with my Oakley Foundation, you know, once we got all the paperwork straight now. And I had the big event in Cleveland last year. I did four things in Cleveland. And, you know, NBA, I call them up. You know, they know what's going on. I call them like eight months before, you know, they come. They know they come to Cleveland. And I talked to them a couple of things about what I was doing. So I had to make a long story short, by the time a week before, they backed out of everything they said they was going to do. So I had a weekend. I did five different things. NBA then contribute nothing they didn't invite wow. me to the cocktail party yeah. to the game yeah. to the uh, uh to the um historic bike college game to be a judge of the they didn't do nothing with me yeah, and guess what nice. happened this year at utah they put my name on the pitch at the luncheon no they didn't last year they, last year in cleveland under carmel and jesse jackson so this year in utah they put my pitch up on the board like i'm there in town i didn't even go hey, i'm hey, so embarrassed that Oh, before you, because I know you're fine. He, listen, he's a man that cares about his community, always has, right? right? And is always working behind the scenes to get things done for people. He does oh, yeah. stuff that people don't even know what he does, right? Because he got a heart like that. But before we go, see y'all, I got to ask you, right? LeBron or MJ? Ah. Hey, I keep telling y'all, it's Frosted Flakes and Corn Flakes. Both of <laughs> them in the cockpit. Both of <laughs> them in the cockpit. But LeBron, hey, MJ flying it. And LeBron in the cockpit, in the in the co-pilots, both of them can fly the plane. But you, you know what? When the CEO and the vice president, you have to have a title. So both of them is in the cockpit. And I got, you know, I, I, got, I always tell everybody, it's MJ, LeBron, LeBron. No, I mean we we be together all the time. You keep it one hundred. You keep it one hundred. I know, I I know, I know his career and done a lot more. MJ only played fifteen years. He played twenty. So he lasted on one year he's going 26 points it's rookie right. year 22 points yeah so after yeah. that he got a career that ain't nobody has never Kareem last three years he played he played 20 years his last three years was like 13 14 17 LeBron last three years was 30 30 30. right right you're right so Kareem is there yeah you know, let's talk Kareem is is my thing is Mike, LeBron, Kareem. There we got go. Kareem, then LeBron. Now I got LeBron second. Okay. All right, very good. All right, CEO man. Right, man. Charles, hey, Sanders. hey, hey. LeBron is second. You still there? Huh? Go ahead. No. What's, Brian, who you got? I got who MJ. You know I got MJ. He's on MJ's payroll. Don't worry. I ain't on the payroll. I saw the work. <laughs> he took a lot I, of free Nike. I saw. I saw the work. Hey, I stole a couple hey, of MJ. Brian, <laughs> What's I up? saw one guy. Only one guy can check MJ. We'll say it again. One guy, I tell all the time, huh? Who can check him? Oh, I Pete Myers. One guy can check Pete MJ. Myers. I said all the time. Pete Myers. Pete Myers. <laughs> yep.
Pete Myers. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Wow. You ain't lying. You're not lying. Talk, talk trash to him. Talk trash to him all day long. <laughs> I ain't never seen nobody get him into MJ like Pete Myers. Like Pete Myers. Every day did. Probably, yep. I mean, like once a month. No, mm -mm. every day. This every day. Wow. This every day. That's crazy. Even, even walking to the practice floor talking to him. Charles, that's right. He's disqualified Sh now. Shout out to my man. As we let Charles go, last shout out to my man, Charles. Charles great All job, right, man. man. Thanks, Charles. Hey, Charles. All right, guys, I, I, let I, me know. I, I, come I, I appreciate you taking up on me with Doug on the plane when I was suspended. Oh, Remember? no doubt. No. You should have told him that's third. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't dug up. And the last thing, let me, last thing, because right, this is getting real greasy. Because that last day, they know why Doug got fired. See, that's why I said they know it's like Brad. No, they know. They lied about that. It ain't because he lost in the second round. It's in my family. It was it because something else. So the last day, they dance around a lot of stuff. So if you want the real answer, you call the Oak Tree. All right, see you. Brad, be, no. I know. You know I know. All okay. right, see you. Be good, baby. All right, man. Thank y'all, man. Okay. Appreciate All right. it. Okay. See you. All right. So right. Build the team. Tell us the story. I mean, you're not going to leave us hanging. Nah, listen. No. Hey, no. He said, Carl <laughs> Did hey. you like Doug Collins? I like Doug. I like, but Charles said there's another side to the story, right? It just wasn't. It. Listen, sometimes when you get let go, it ain't just because of your performance. McNuggets, right? you, right. just, you just learned what it is to see two black men from over the age of 55 see each other in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah dog. <laughs> hey, Chuck, yeah, I'm going to tell you crazy. That boy crazy. You ain't remember what I did the other day, though. You remember what I did the other day. Stop playing with me. You better quit playing. Well, he, hey. he just dropped a nugget on you, though. I tell you, the only guy that we ever saw check MJ. That's interesting. Pete Mon. Why? What, what What was the Pete deal? Was, Pete was a guy. He was a rookie when we were, when I, he and I came in the same year, right? Yeah. So Pete's rookie year, the Bulls, he was a six-round pick. And he played well in preseason. They kept him, right? He was fun to be around. You know how much they paid Pete Bull? Myers, I have no idea. $60,000. Wow. Pete didn't even have a car. I had two. I said, and because he was, he was catching, I said, man, just take my other car. Just drive I remember car. you told us. I said, just out of car, man. Just out of car. All right. How I long did he stick I around? He stayed around for years. He, he, was he played longer than I played. He played nine. <laughs> Pete Myers, I, would, I remember. Pete played I longer than I played. Here we go. Pete Myers, 86-87 Bulls, 87-88 Rockford Lightning, 88 Spurs, 88 Sixers, 88 Zaragoza, 88-90 to Knicks, then the Nets, the Spurs. Yeah. And then he then played he, a million. Then he coached for the Bulls for a long year. What was his deal with Jordan? Why? Michael took a liking to Pete because he had a nice, infectious personality. So but it was Pete, playful, but competitive. But, but Pete played hard. He didn't care. He was from like he like this is my only meal. So I got to come and play you hard every day. And so, so when Mike would do him, Pete wouldn't back down. He would talk stuff to Mike. Mike would talk stuff back to Pete. Yeah, it, it was great. It was wholesome. It wasn't no mess. Right, friendly, but yeah. And it was like, and people people would learn respected Pete. They're like, oh my god. Because other people would bow down to Mike, right? right? They would just bow down. They'd be afraid. And Pete like, I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you at all. Wow. Pete was from Mobile, Alabama. He like, I don't, I, ain't, I don't care about you. And then at great. the end, Pete just became the guy. He like, yeah. you know. And so I was like, uh, I'm he, surprised Jordan didn't make sure he stuck around longer. Yeah, he so. wasn't. He was an assistant coach with the Bulls until just a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. sure was. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right, we got to do PCC real quick. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils <laughs> is the be. leading manufacturer mm -hmm. in Northeast Ohio. All oh, locations wow. of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full He's benefit packages, easy. paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So... Let's get back we, to the top five, right? Five, We're going to save the top five for oh. Monday. Okay. We only got through one. We'll save that for Monday. We got to talk a little Browns. Yeah. Deshaun Watson went on Quincy Avery's podcast yesterday, okay. which what? is now oh. posted online. You can listen to it. Okay. And one, he said a couple things that were interesting. We're going to focus on one today, but we'll start with the stuff that isn't our focus. He said, it's not a cliche. I genuinely really like the city of Cleveland. And it, it sounded reminds legit. Me a lot of Cle Lake of Clemson. Sounded legit. He praised Kevin Stefanski and his play-calling abilities, mm -hmm. which is something we've obviously discussed a lot. But, Steve, you can take tag board full. This is the tweet that kind of went off yesterday and the comment he made that got people thinking. And I tweeted it out. Deshaun Watson says he'll be, quote, in the same area as DeAndre Hopkins this weekend on the Q podcast with Quincy Avery. Take that as you want, Browns fans. Well, what's the context of him? Like, that was, was it, I think. No, but was there, like, so what Quincy was the asked, question? Quincy asked Deshaun... 
or it got brought up that Quincy was with Deshaun when Hopkins said he wants out of Arizona. And Quincy okay. broke that news to Deshaun, and Deshaun goes, yeah, I heard about that. I haven't talked to him yet, but we're going to be in the same area this weekend. Kind of hinting at the fact that he may uh, put a little recruitment or a little nugget in his was ear. Was there a video, or was this just audio? Just audio. Okay, and so the audio couldn't, the couldn't audio, tell if he had a sly no, look on his face. You could not tell if there was a smile. It was okay. just audio, and to be honest, the audio wasn't, uh, wasn't elite audio. It sounded like he was in a phone on a phone, it was in not a car UCSS driving. quality. It was not audio. UCSS quality. It's like early first day of UCSS quality. <laughs> not even that good. <laughs> if you guys remember that, but that got a lot of people on Twitter talking about a possible reunion between well, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Let, and gee, you were the first one to comment on my tweet saying, "Let's make this happen." Yeah, yeah, listen, I'm I don't just, think this means anything. No. It might not, but I, you know what I learned about the power of this television thing right here? What is it? You say it enough times, it becomes factual. Oh, <laughs> Jedi mind trick. Hey, 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 Deshaun, listen, it ain't no, listen, if you're going to be out there, it's no harm if you pull up on your guy. Pull up. You know, they did take a look at some of those old films y'all had in, with the Texans and, you know, how good that was and how y'all was connecting, and then maybe that might, you know, just bring up some things about how his services could be possibly used so, here in Cleveland. So to Jay's question last week. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You have to listen to your top dog, right? He's yes. got some, you know, he's got some familiarity with people. Right. And this this kind of talk and banter goes on all the time. It ain't, it's not, what they be talking about, you tamper, you're not tampering. I'm talking to a friend of mine, right? right. He the one that put it out in the wind about the ethos about, man, I don't like it down here. Okay, don't you? Well, could you like it in Cleveland? I'm going to ask you that. Because there are some people that you play with that you just have a certain rapport with. Yeah, that conversation's definitely taking I place. I could go back today, 30 years later, and line up with Dennis Hobson just like it was 1984, right? Right. Like we were at Ohio State together. I could do that today without it wouldn't blink an eye because you get to know somebody you get to know how they work yeah. and it, I might have seen you for a while, but down deep. I know what you do man. Look the, you know, Jamar chasing the Bengals. He sat up people don't realize he sat out a year. Jamar Chase didn't even play in the NCAA. He sat out a year and then came back. Joe Burrow said, let me get him some of them throws they throwing. That's just that's ESP. That's like I've been we've been doing this pitch and catch forever. Forever. He's there. I'm throwing. Some I'm like, there's no way you could throw this this football there. And he throw it there and get it there. Well, they had a touchdown against the Browns that (laughs) just looked like an accident. But Chase knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. Jay is it Jay is it worth it though? It is. Is is it is it is is it worth it? Uh, Bull has talked a lot about his mental state, Mm -hmm. about making sure that he gets over these hurdles. Keep coming. The Keep way coming. you do that is to put him in a, com- a very comfortable environment. Keep coming. Give him, give him things that remind him of his success. Mm-hmm. And that guy's one of them. I'm and really torn about this, guys. There's part of me that's like, that's his guy. He's, he's a Hall of Fame player. They should go get him. The other part of me says, the Browns, if they make a move for a big-time wide receiver, they can't get it wrong. No, no. And Hopkins is going to be 31 at the beginning of this year. He had a PED suspension this year. He got he missed time due to injury the season before. Right. But when he came back, what did you see? He was good. He was great. I don't know that he was he he wasn't the player he once was. He's no longer super elite. I think he's still very good. My concern is wide receivers don't generally age well. How many really top-notch 31-year-old receivers are there? Do you, do you, what's the, what's the alternative? Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of potential alternatives. See, I think you have to go with a, the closest thing to a can't miss that you can find. But is he at this point in his career? Name a better option and I'll listen. I mean, I, well, I, I think there are, I mean, I don't know who's going to be, end up being cut here due to cap casualties, but I think in terms of like free agency, 
Uh, I think Keenan Allen might become available, and at least with Keenan Allen, I don't have to give up assets to get him. Well, he's, the, the he's one thing too. I think the one he, thing that I know that, but at least I'm not with, with DeAndre Hopkins. I've got to pay him twenty million a year because he's owed to twenty million a year. Plus, I got to give up pretty good assets well, to get him. I, Definitely, the, the have one to thing give up. that you were missing out on the familiarity piece. Right. I don't have time to keep learning new people. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I got to get right here, right? right? And I want his mind I, right. I, that's what I'm saying. When I'm talking about getting right, you better align me with some people that I know that I have a built-in support system here, right? Yeah. These yeah. are people that I've been in the battle and trenches with, right? I can legitimately go to you and say I trust you, sure. right? And, and, and that's not to be over. And guys, can we name 31-year-old wide receivers that are still good? They're out there. Yeah, they're still, they're still you can we be just productive had, at 30. Adams. We just have this, con- we have this same conversation for Carmelo. Hey, yeah, it's uh, the same uh, thing, right? Adams it, is 29, by the way. Yeah. Devontae Adams, he old. He's 29. That's a big difference in wide receiver years. It, it, well, he, he he missed some games. <laughs> he was chilling. Like, I, I, put it, I put it to you like this. <laughs> What's he doing? He was chilling. Okay. He was supposed to up. He didn't do much. He wasn't uh, even cutting grass. <laughs> I think, but see, watch how this sounds. Come on. You got Amari Cooper. On one side, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Mari Cooper going to eat. Do it again. He is. You got Mari Cooper over here and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to roll with that. These is route running savants. These do. Now, all of a sudden, you can't. What you going to do? Third down? What you talking about? I got hey, two guys that's going to get over. Gee, you may be right. But again, you guys are totally dis- dismissing the fact that he could go over the cliff in a hurry. He could. Well, what happened with Julio well, Jones? Hold on. Over the cliff and Hurry. Hold on. What happened with AJ well, Green? Well, they all do, though. Over the yeah, cliff and Hurry. And this is around the age that it happened. But, it's, Bull, it's on the good. all-in theory that you that, that you <laughs> yeah. belong to, we, uh, Deshaun Watson could go over the hill in a hurry. Yep, well, we, here. we have to. Anybody sitting no, in these seats can go over the hill in a minute. Right? Everybody in these seats can go over the hill in a minute. I'm giving you the history of receivers in their 30s. I went over the hill this morning. He's not in his 30s. Gone, Jay. It happens. I I, I get it. RG three. Those are rarities. Are okay. They? Well, they Wentz. They not so RG3, rare as you think. They're not as rare as you think. Guys, no. all of a sudden, get old. Bad, those are bad comparisons. Russell the, Wilson. The, those guys aren't bad because they're old. The Sean Watson was elite his entire time in Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carson Wentz wasn't in Philadelphia. Robert Griffin the third played one year. Okay. Okay. Russell Wilson is significantly older than Watson. None of those are good examples. I'm telling you it's that there possible. are no I, – give me an example of a guy who at 31 still played so, – so, 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 in professional yeah, sports, they're, they're so be clear. There. In professional sports, there are no guarantees, right? They're, they're, they're hedged bets. Right. All of them are hedged uh, bets. But this is, this is a rarity that a guy is good at 31 at wide receiver. Can we name one? How old's, how old's Cooper Cup? I'm looking. This Travis Kelsey is tight end. Cooper Cup is 30, I think. I, I, if, if he's not 30, he's, he's close. close. Who so is Cooper Cup? No, he's not. No, he's not. He's in his late 20s. No, he's not. He, That's he, a big difference. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I, quickly. Um, one day, we was losing revenue. Oh, so, so nobody can name a 31-year-old receiver any good. I'm, I'm nobody. Gonna, here's what I'm going to give you. Has it ever happened? I'm sure it has. Okay, because Jerry Rice played in the league was pretty damn good at 40. But but sometimes, anomaly. Sometimes when you when you run in a business and you're the head of a business, yes, you don't have everything that you's gonna be a hundred percent guaranteed. But when you're losing money, it's like saying I'm gonna keep this on the menu and everyone loves it, but, but you you still losing money. You yeah, guys you are making losses. you guys you are making losses. it seem as if it's Hopkins or nothing. That's not the case. No, no, do, you not, know, no. do you know what receiver led the league in receiving yards this year? Who started the season at the age of 30? Who's that? He finished 19th in the league. Tyler Lockett. Okay. So he was 19th. Uh, here's what you here's what you got to get. And, and he's 30, not 31. Here's what you're getting. You need, you need to unlock other pieces of your of your team. He unlocks Amari Cooper. Now all of a sudden, David and Joku is, is a little better I, I in the middle. I understand all of that. I'm We're just saying here. I'm not sure that's gonna happen. We're here because they missed on two wide receivers in the draft in the last two years yep, in right. the third round. Yep. That's why we're here. That's why. If I Schwartz, love that. If Schwartz was any good, we're not asking this question. If Bell was any good, 
we're not asking this question. So now we are here. We are right. all in. We have no time to wait on another young receiver. And we've gone five minutes with nobody being able to name a 31-year-old wide receiver that's good. Hey, hey, that, that's passed. Hey, well, is DeAndre Hopkins good? I don't know if he's still going to be good. We're, you're, you're, you're Julio Jones was good, and then he had 31 am, and went off the cliff. I am looking at DeAndre Hopkins as still a very good receiver. Very good how? Like top 10? I don't know. I want to see him for a year, I don't, obviously. First of all, but yeah, when first we last saw first him, he was a top 10 first receiver. First of all, he wasn't. First of all, Not last year. First of all, last full he was year. 29 years first old, and that's a big difference. First of all, I don't need him so to be So you cut every receiver 10. when they hit 30? I just, I don't need him no, to but you don't give up a I, lot of draft I, picks. I need him 20. to be good. That's all I need, right? Here's I have another good guy on the other side. Yeah. I need somebody to do Thank something you. else, Thank right? You. I can't depend on these There's young dudes. There's other options. You know what? Better I, can't I don't depend trust on these them to find this guy in the draft. No. Because their track record is ass. And, and here's the so thing. So is the track record of 31 Here's the thing, boo. I keep telling you. Yeah. You have a luxury. You see T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. Those guys are young. Weekly. They're young. Guess what? The, the, gee, I'm not arguing they got to get. Of course, they got to get a receiver. I don't think Hopkins is the right guy. I, I think Hopkins is better than every option that they got available to him. Well, we don't know what the options are available. I, who knows who's willing to do That's a, a better option that, that we know is available right now. Well, who's a better well, option? We don't know that DeAndre Hopkins is available. Well, he wants out. We know that. Just because he wants out doesn't mean they hey, trade him. They usually, At the end of the hey, day. If he wants out bad enough, maybe he'll restructure. I'm just saying, you have to give up a lot to get him potentially, and he's 31 years old. We're here. I, I'd much rather call well, the Seahawks about the. That, I'm uh, open to suggestions. That, that goes back to this. You're on a you're on a Watson timeline here tick, with the tick, other tick, players. Tick, it's all talk. We ain't got time to be doing a whole you lot better. You got six determined for 10 yeah. minutes. You guys can't name one 31 year old good wide receiver, and yet you're all that totally ignoring that. I, that's not the purpose of the exercise to name one 31 year old receiver that's any good. The DeAndre of, Hopkins. Uh, that's no. the guy we're talking about. He's a good receiver. He's but, 31. I don't care about everybody. He else. hasn't played at 31. We don't know I, if he's good. I, I, I'll take him. I'll take when him. I last saw him, he, with my eyes, I saw him. That dude can still do it. And I'm gonna take him. So did Julio Jones the year before he went down. We didn't get Julio so Jones. Did AJ Green the year before we didn't like AJ down Green. Down didn't want Julio. <laughs> we wanted Julio when he was 22. We want Hopkins. We screwed that up. Hopkins. 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 Viewer questions. Viewer questions in overtime. Viewer questions in overtime. All right. All right. Shout out to Charles Oakley. Peace. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.